so Tim, what have you been working on lately? Tell me about it. Let's hear it. Yeah, man. Uh, so I've just been working on um, some graphics I'm doing for a church. I can't really spill the beans at the moment, but as for a sermon series, so I'm super excited about that. I'm working on about five to six concepts for the series, the sermon series that they're doing later on this year. So super excited about that. Just finished doing a video for them. Awesome. Uh, it's like a video opener kind of like right before service mm -hmm. so really excited about that as well and also i'm just working on a video for the creative collective so awesome dude yeah. i'm pumped bro yes sir y'all yeah. tim has shown me some of the stuff he's been working on for this church and honestly like genuinely it's really really beautiful and like i already knew you were talented and i'm not trying to like just you know yeah go ahead flatter you and stuff i already knew you were talented yeah. but like Every single time you've showed me something you've worked on for this church, I'm like more impressed. I'm like, dang, you can do this too and yeah. do it really well. It's really good. Honestly, like I would even say, I would honestly say it's objectively good. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're very welcome, yeah. dude. Like seriously, I'm genuinely so impressed. And so with that, actually, I would love to talk about the idea or the question really mm -hmm. Can art be bad? And that brings us to what we're talking about on today's podcast episode. Can art be objectively good or objectively bad? And so with that, the first thing that we want to talk about is what is art? Tim, how would you define art? Yeah, well, before I define that, first of all, my name is Tim. Oh, and I'm Daniel. <laughs> and you are listening to The Creative Collective, a podcast for creatives. By creatives. So, Tim, to the question. Yeah, so, <laughs> back to the question. So, I have my notes here, but without actually looking at the dictionary definition, which it's going to be very close to it, though, art is a form of communication where you communicate your feelings or a message from within mm. through a given medium. Does it make sense? Yeah. Art is a form of communication where you communicate certain feelings, emotions, or experiences through a given medium. That's good. That's so, a good definition. Yeah. So whether it's through, you know, a musical instrument, or it's through something that records light, like a camera, you know, or like a pencil and paper, like yeah. even as primitive as that. But anyway, so that's kind of how I define art. That's great. Yeah. I love that. So let me ask you the same question. What do I define art as? What do you define oh, art as? What man. is art? I would say... Now, not what is art to you, what, what is, is art? art. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, okay, okay. I would say art is a form of self-expression that mm. is informed by one's cultural surroundings, mm. personal experiences, mm. emotions, mm. and thoughts about reality. Mm. Yeah, wow, that is... Woo. Thank you. <laughs> that might be a uh, that might be another quote going up on the IG. Oh, gosh, I that would be cool. Yeah. I don't know if I'm worthy of a second so, quote. <laughs> I already got another quote that I haven't uh, posted yet uh, wow. that you said. So yeah, wow. all right. I'm well, so wise. You are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just yes. kidding. No, I'm there just is kidding. a literally like a halo right now, and then a cloud <laughs> above your head. God's just shining his favor. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, all right. So what is art to, to you? you? Mm. This is a more personal question. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, Daniel, what is art to you? What is art to me specifically? Yeah, to you specifically. I will say, specifically to me, art has been a means... I talked about this a little bit on the first episode. Mm -hmm. To me, art has been a means of expressing my personal feelings, mm -hmm. and it's been a way for me to process the things that I've gone through in life. Yeah. And also a way to connect with others and share those similar feelings that myself and others have both felt. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it still kind of goes back to the definition of like, it's a way to communicate and mm -hmm. it's a way to express like the things that are inward, like you said. Yeah. 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 So what about you? What is art to you? Art to me is uh, pretty much along these same lines, except for me, it's a way to get closer to God mm. 
mainly thinking worship songs. Mm. And also, it's a way for me to express myself as mm. an artist. Ideas that I have, feelings that I have, or that I want to portray, you know, maybe I'm in a certain mood, I want to put I want to push that mm. onto other people and say, "Hey, this is how I'm feeling." Yeah, that makes sense. It's I mean, to me, art is a form of communication done creatively. That's good. Very succinct. I'm, mm. I'm impressed. Huh. Short and clear. Short and clear, yeah. Beautiful. So, now we're going to check out um, the definition of art from a dictionary standpoint. And I, I had Googled this. This is from, like, um, Oxford Languages or something. Nice. <clears throat> art definition. The expression or application of human creative skill mm. and imagination typically... This is typically in a visual form, such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Ooh, emotional power. Wow. And the subjective definition. Well, let's define what uh, subjective is. So subjective means based on or influenced by personal feelings, tastes, or opinions. Mm, okay. And I get this. Objective definition is of a person or their judgment not influenced by personal feelings or opinions mm. in considering or representing facts. Mm. So it's very factual. Wow. There's a standard with objectivity. Does it meet this standard? Wow. If it doesn't, then it's bad. That or, almost... Okay, you might disagree with me, but okay. I think that that means that art, by nature, cannot be objective. If, mm. if art is naturally an expression of one's inward most feelings... Mm -hmm then it's not objective because objectivity by definition is not influenced by personal feelings or opinions. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think about that until just well, now. So there's the term industry standard. Mm -hmm. When it comes to art, there is industry standards. With photography, you got to know your stuff. Sure. With music production, you have to know your stuff. Sure. With film, you got to know your stuff. I mean, or illustration. Like there are, there are rules to be followed. There are rules to be followed. And uh, you can break certain rules, but it has to be broken well. Mm. And I think it's like Picasso had said something about like rules are meant to be broken or something like that. Mm. I think he said like learn the rules of mm -hmm. art and then break them. Right. But you have to be industry standard skill level. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that when it comes to working in the industry, quote unquote, mm -hmm. There is objective art. That makes sense. Yeah. And in a way, it's not really based on personal opinion. Like, yes, there is a lot of personal uh, personality and personal opinion that goes into it, but it's based off of rules that were created before then. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. No. So it's it's like, it's basically creating art, but putting limitations on it. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. To fit into like an industry standard. Right. It's not avant-garde, which right. is new and unusual or experimental ideas, especially in the arts or the people introducing them okay that makes sense yeah so that kind of like breaks art almost into like two separate categories mm -hmm. like there's industry created art which is by definition created within certain limitations yeah and then there's art just to create like for self-expression yeah that's more subjective and not definitely more subjective okay. yeah that makes sense cool uh, yeah so cool. like stuff you would see in um moma which is the uh, Museum of Modern Art, which is in New York. I would love to go. Or maybe the uh, Frisk Museum in Nashville. Or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Or the Louvre, you know. Mm. I think you would definitely see more subjective art there. But, I mean, I would even go to say, you can look at that, and if it's actually well done, you can objectively say that person knew what they were doing. You know, they applied color theory correctly. They 
you know, they have a strong form of composition. Mm -hmm. They know how to realistically paint light and shadow mm -hmm. and all this. So, like, in a way, although it is subjective, mm. if that makes sense, like, mm -hmm. it's a painting, it's subjective. Like, oh, I think this is good. I think the craftsmanship mm -hmm. is objective. We have to look at the craftsmanship. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. Definitely. That's, that, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. That, I'm not going to lie, this might be a little bit too meta, but yeah. we're kind of approaching art from, like, a very man made perspective yeah very organic very original right yeah but would you be able to apply those same kinds of laws and principles to like nature itself because like, if you think about it nature is art right yeah would you be able to say that like oh wow like this tree is formed in this specific way next yeah. to this river like it creates this beautiful landscape yeah that's objectively good you know can can the ideas of subjectively good and and objectively good be applied to nature as art cool fact a lot of what we see um in art is inspired nature. by nature yeah yeah so whether it's um like a lot of our rules like how light and shadow work like for example yeah light and shadow textures um even color i mean obviously even color yeah colors. which i was actually about to bring up the analogous color theory mm. that is something that you see in nature a lot that's why when you are painting like a nature landscape or something and you use an analogous color theory that works very well but basically it uses um hues that are right next to each other mm. so if you have like cyan goes into a little bit of like a mint and then a green mm -hmm. you know you're going to see those hues in nature as well mm. the analogous colors are groups of three colors that are next to each other on the color wheel such mm. as blue blue green and green so okay cool yeah and you find that a lot in nature that's awesome yeah. wow so, i honestly have no idea so yeah i think that art is represented in nature yeah. Objectively. Now, subjectively, someone can uh, walk down a path and they see how the light falls and the shadow falls and how they play with each other and just mm. look so pretty. Someone can say, oh, man, I, this is so beautiful. And then someone's just like, nah, you know, that's whatever. Mm. I don't see anything special. So yeah. nature in and of itself is objective. But mm -hmm. then once it's perceived by people, then it kind of becomes subjective. So art in and of itself is objectively good. And then it becomes subjective. Our interpretation of it is then subjective because two people could approach the same thing and one could be like extremely inspired and the other person's not really very impressed. Interesting. So you're saying the craftsmanship of art is good. Like there's objectively good craftsmanship. Like yeah. technically they did well. It was creative. It's just some people just didn't really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was applying it to nature actually, but I think that same concept can be applied to art, like actual man-made art as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because I am wondering if the exact opposite is true. <laughs> okay. So let's just take, um, no, no, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Sure. All right. Pretty solid song. In, I in some ways. I personally don't care for it. It's fair. But here's the thing, though. A lot of people love that song. A lot of people do love that song. It's a hit. Right? Yeah, it was massive. Okay. So, that's people's subjective opinion. I think, there's a lot of I, I think this song is good. I love this song. I right. resonate with the song. Right. That's where it becomes subjective. Right. But now, does it become objectively good because it's so popular and people would be like, I mean, it became popular for a reason. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That must be objectively good. Because mm. maybe the mass majority of people thought that... It was good. Mm. And so now, Ooh. like, would people be learning, hey, how do I create, like, Billie Eilish? Because she obviously knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Or do most people just have a bad taste in art? 
Mm, that's an interesting thought. So kind of the question, that's also a good question. Do people just have a bad taste? Mm. So the question regarding that is kind of like, does art become objectively good mm-hmm. when it is like collectively agreed upon that it's good? That's an interesting thought. That's like, what? I mean, yeah. like, does it? I think no. <laughs> yeah. I think objectively art can be good in a, a technical sense. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Is it well painted? Is it well uh, you know, produced is the photograph is the photo well taken. Mm, sure. You might not like it, but you can still appreciate the craftsmanship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so, like the artist that you showed me earlier, what was his name? So give the people a little bit of a background on this guy. So Jean Michel Basquiat was an African American artist. He grew up in New York and if you look at his art, you might be thinking, okay, some child drew this. Right. Like, That's I what, don't get it. Yeah. But when you understand his background, he was actually a graffiti artist before he got into more like fine art mm. in that realm. And then if you understand his story, he actually got into an accident. And so when he was in the hospital recovering, I think he read a book about anatomy assisting, but like the mm. like human skeletons. And mm. so you take that tragic moment in his life and you take his background in graffiti and then you put that together and you're like, oh, now I can understand. Uh, and if you understand color theory and know how that works objectively, that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like you have to be educated. That makes sense. And okay. it sounds so bad saying, oh, you have to be educated. Like, you have to know can, the rules. You have, to, you have to know the rules. Right. And not necessarily that, but or at least know something about the artist. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So, okay. That makes sense. Um, but like, yeah. I would he, say his art is more avant-garde. It's like, oh, that's different that's yeah. okay yeah when you showed it to me earlier i was like this isn't really good but yeah. he's like a famous artist and that like that goes back to interpretation like you were going into depth about like the color palette that he uses and how we like complementary colors and all these things and yeah. i was like i just think it looks like a kid randomly scribbled on a piece of paper right but then you understand more about him and, and all right that, and you understand- so then i could appreciate it more yeah i still didn't think it was good art right. but i could appreciate it more yeah. yeah i mean i'm not saying it's the best i am impressed with his color palette yeah yeah absolutely. i am very and he made, he's got a lot of detail in his work like oh my goodness cool okay so real fast just to bring it back to a bit of a musical perspective yeah right because we're talking about art in general and mm-hmm. a lot of it we're talking a lot about like traditional visual um, yeah. visual vision thank you yeah, yeah visual art but Art doesn't just exist in a visual realm. So Mm. back to the idea of bad guy. Like a lot of people loved that song. It was like number one on the Billboard Top 100. And I kind of want to explore why. So the producer, Phineas, Mm -hmm. Billie Eilish's brother. Mm -hmm. I'm actually a really big fan of him. I think and they believe that this song popped off the way that it did because it was different. Mm. And that's another thing. It's avant-garde. It's new. Exactly. It was like, what is this? Exactly. There's a shock value to it. Exactly. And I came across a really cool quote the other day, Mm. right? Okay. It was talking about this graphic design artist who worked at a small local shop. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what the shop was about, but it wasn't that impressive. And Nike saw her art and actually recruited her to be a graphic designer for them. And the reason for that is because she made all custom text, all custom fonts for the things that she was designing. Yeah. And they noticed the difference in her art. And so they actually recruited her to be part of their team. And now she's like a huge graphic designer with them. So she has, yeah, I mean, I would imagine because it's her skill set in, uh, in her knowledge of typography. Yeah, and exactly. Typesetting. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing about that, the quote that I saw that correlated with the story is that 
you only have to stick out an eighth of an inch. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Because if you see a hundred pens lined up together, mm -hmm. but you see one pen that's just like a, a few millimeters longer, then that one's going to stick out to you. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with Bad Guy. Like, there's so much pop music that's saturating the market right now. Oh, yeah. And they came along and made this song that's just different, like completely out of left field, unlike anything else. Yeah. And that's why... I think it caught on as big as it did. It still has a modern pop sound, but it yeah. has a fresh take on it, and that's what made it stand out. Do you think that avant-garde art, so art that's different, does that require breaking the rules? Yeah, absolutely. I think I you feel still like it's a stupid to... question, but that's definitely. I mean, it's still something to think about. Like, it's, yeah, that's breaking the rules. Yeah, yeah, and like, it's like what you know about art is is gone. Like, right. let's flip it. Yeah, you have to follow the rules to an extent, exactly. obviously, because I mean, it has to be good. Somewhat. Right. But because you know the rules and you know what you're doing, you know how to craft a song, you know how to break them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the big marks of a great artist is their ability to know the rules and then completely bend the rules. You know, it's so, like... Yeah, rules are meant to be broken. Exactly. And like another musical thing is like any jazz artist will tell you that you need to learn all the structural things for music. You need to learn how to compose, how to arrange, you need to understand music theory yeah. and music composition, song arrangement, all those different things. You have to learn all of the fundamentals. Mm. And then when you listen to jazz music, it sounds like, like what? Like this doesn't sound very musical. Mm. But in reality, I mean, it's jazz because- Jazz is nice. Jazz is nice. But like the thing is, these people are so extremely talented and trained. And then after they learn all the rules, they find ways to bend them and break them and improvise with them. And, and that's, that's where the creativity comes in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about art is I that know, yeah. you are confined by limitations. You're confined by creative restrictions. But at the same time, there's so much self-expression. And that always comes back to this idea of limitations genuinely do bring freedom in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Which sounds so counterintuitive, but it's so true, especially in art. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't mind, yes, I want to discuss another song that's okay. popular in yeah. meme culture. Go for it. Okay, cool. You guys probably have heard of it. It's called Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Oof. What? Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, this is the song. Oh, tiptoe through the window, by the window, that is where I'll be. Come tiptoe through the tulips with me. All right, that's the song. That's a, a brief snippet of it. That song, <laughs> dude, it's been, I've seen it in a lot of different places. Some people think it's kind of creepy. Some people think it's like really interesting. I th personally think it's actually really upbeat and happy. But Tim, <laughs> your face. What are your thoughts I on like, the song? Oh, like, I wouldn't say that. Would yeah. you? <laughs> if I am walking through my house at night, it's pitch black, uh -huh. and I hear that song. I'm going to call you up and be like, yo, Daniel, can I crash at your place tonight? That's that fair. is creepy. But is it creepy? You take care of the uh, creepy music thing. Is it creepy in and of itself, or is it only creepy when put in a certain context? No, it's creepy in and of itself. Oh my gosh, I disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that song being played over top of a B-roll sequence of like someone riding a bike through a bunch of lilies. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, back to visual yeah. art. So avant-garde is just disrupted uh, the art world because art, you know, you had like all of this just beautiful art where you had solid form and composition and color. Everything was applied correctly. Mm -hmm. And now people's like, screw this. Let's do something different. Mm. Like there's a, I forgot what it is, but it's a sculpture or mm -hmm. it's a three dimensional piece. It's a urinal that's turned on its side. It's a very famous piece. Interesting. Yeah. And I think it has like a pipe running through. It's like very avant-garde. It's like, what is this? 
I mean, it's very disruptive. It's like no one's seen them before, and people call it art. It's like, all right. And then you get into the Art Deca, which I think is a beautiful art form. That was in the 20th century. Art Deca works are symmetrical, geometric, streamlined, often simple, and pleasing to the eye. This style is in contrast to avant-garde art of the period, which challenged everyday viewers to find meaning and beauty in what were often unapologetically anti-traditional images and forms. Mm. So, kind of gives you an idea of a more in-depth form of what avant-garde is, but with Art Deco, that is, I think, objectively good. Mm. Some people might not like the style, oh, okay, I don't really care for it, but you can't deny that it's not symmetrical and geometric and streamlined. Sure. But I think a lot of people... Which is very pleasing to the eye because we are attracted to order. I don't think that's true for everybody. Hmm. I don't think everybody's attracted to order. I think a lot of people could look at visual art of the Art Deco style era yeah. and say, this feels sterile. It doesn't mm. feel like there's any solar creativity to Inter- it. Inter- yeah, I could definitely see people having that opinion. Sterile. That is an interesting word. I feel like it is because it is very clean. Mm-hmm. But if you understand that style, I mean, you could... I mean, creativity is the limit. I personally think it's interesting. I haven't studied it that much. So what's the conclusion that we've come to? Because it's so hard. It is very difficult. We've covered a lot of topics. We have. I would say mm-hmm. art can be objectively good, but only when it's within the context of either nature itself or it's in the context of an industry where there are limitations. Yeah. And on top of that, I would say that art can be objectively appreciated mm-hmm. if the form that goes into creating it is really in line with the rules, yeah. quote unquote. You can see art that's well-crafted and appreciated, and that can be objectively appreciated. But... I will also say Mm -hmm. that everybody's opinion of art is subjective. So even looking at something that is objectively well-constructed, they can still subjectively look at it and say, I don't really think it's that good for me. Someone's subjective opinion about art does not necessarily make that art good or bad. Exactly. If you have, let's just take the Statue of David. Mm -hmm. I think by Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. That is by Michelangelo. Yeah. Dude, it was from, like, if you imagine, like, just the stone block or marble, whatever it is created from, right? And he crafted that, the details, and that is objectively good. I mean, that takes skill. Right. You have to be a fool to say, oh, that doesn't take skill. No, that is objectively good. But someone saying, oh, well, I don't really care for it. Right. I think it's bad art. Right. Their subjective opinion does not make David bad art. That statue is good art, objectively. Because hmm. so much technical skill went into it. And the tools that... Jeez, dude, like, it's insane. Yeah. Which I would love to go and actually uh, see that statue and other famous artworks. Episode three, can art be bad? Yes. Yes. It can be. I think, objectively, it can be bad. We talked about industry standards. It has to meet industry standards. Right. Now, that is, of course, assuming you are working for a church, nonprofit, big organization... Or whatever, like you have to meet industry standards. Mm-hmm. But cool. So within that context, art can be bad. Yes. Well, hey guys, I think that wraps it up. I'm Timothy. I'm Daniel. Thank you for listening to the Creative Collective. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. See ya. Peace. Peace.